You're listening to the Pigskin Cafe, a podcast covering the wild world of college football. On tap for today are hot takes, controversy, and analysis on your favorite team. Pull up a seat and your host, Hampton Sipper, will be with you in three, two, one. are back welcome back into the pigskin cafe i'm joined with hampton sipper chase haney i'm graham haney we're going to be breaking down some of the top games in week two we're going to be talking about florida and kentucky in the swamp then we're going to go to Pitt and tennessee in pittsburgh in what is now not heinz field man and i think we're going to end it off with south carolina and arkansas i mean you look at Sam Pittman, you can't feel excited about this matchup either. I'm so glad to be back with y'all, be talking about some college football for week two, previewing the landscape. But before we get any further, if you're enjoying this content, give us a like, give us a comment, follow us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hampton, I want to start with you, since you're usually the one, first one up at the, you know, at the plate. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Florida and Kentucky in the swamp. Florida coming off a great win against Utah. Billy Napier's tenure in Gainesville starting off hot. Tell us what you think about this matchup. Well, I can tell you this, Graham. I'm really excited for this matchup. It might be, even as an Alabama fan, I think this is the game that I'm looking forward to most in week two. Just because there are so many interesting storylines. It's a more compelling matchup than I thought even going into the year because of the performance that Florida put on the field Saturday against Utah. I know I talked about that in the last episode, and I don't want to relitigate that, but Anthony Richardson really took a step forward, and I think he's going to give this Kentucky defense fits. Um, I thought Kentucky played all right against Miami of Ohio. They were solid. Will Levis had a pretty good day. Barry on Brown had that kickoff return for a touchdown. But I think this is a game where they're really going to miss Chris Rodriguez. I know he's suspended for three or four games at the beginning of the year due to some offseason trouble. And I think they're going to miss that that ground attack. And I'm going to be honest with you, heading into the year, I would have said Kentucky all the way. I'm picking Florida to win. I'm thinking the swamp is going to matter like it did against Utah. Utah had trouble dealing with that noise, with that humidity. And I think – Florida behind Anthony Richardson, behind their running game that looks to be really good this year. And that defense that's a little more feisty than you'd think. Give me the Gators winning this game and pulling the semi-upset. Chase, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, I think that I agree with you. And, and again, I'm trying not to fall back into this uh, this pit of just picking who I want to win. But I think that, I think that what you're talking about is spot on. I, I, I think that Florida's – they don't go undefeated. They're, they're gonna they're gonna meet their match at some point. But like you said, Kentucky didn't play all that well against Miami of Ohio. It's like you take away the kick return, that kind of stuff. It's like, hey, how much did they really show me? And again, this is not the you you would have hoped that that game would have kind of woke your team up. But going down to going down to Florida, I think that Florida's already been woken up. I think that they've also showed that hey, when we work hard, we've got a guy at the helm that's that's casting vision. He's coaching. I think that uh, there, there is probably they might be as bought in now as they'll ever be. Of you beat Utah, then it's like 
let's see if we can do it in conference against Kentucky. I think that that it probably will come down to again, it'll be a close game, but I think it comes down to mm-hmm. an interception, a fumble, something like that. That again, it's like you're at your home place, your crowd gets into it, and you can convert that into three points, six points. Um, that's what's probably going to be the difference is some kind of turnover that uh, that Florida capitalizes on. Graham, what do you think? Yeah, I think you are both you know in the right direction. Uh, what I'm looking for in this one. Hampton, you talked about uh, Chris Rodriguez being out for uh, Kentucky. I'm watching Cavassier smoke uh, against this Florida. Our league. guy. Our guy. Our guy, Cavassier, uh, yeah. Tavon, Tavion Thomas from Utah rushed for over 100 yards on this defense. So I think there's going to be holes available. There's going to be open spots where Kentucky can take advantage uh, of that defense. And if Kentucky can run the ball, I mean – Kentucky, that's what Kentucky wants to do. So they will be successful if, uh, you know, if that works out, I think they'll, you know, put up some points and uh, and win this game. I'm also going to be looking for Anthony Richardson versus the Kentucky defense. Anthony Richardson rushed for three touchdowns against Utah, and I think Kentucky's going to have a spy on him. They're going to, you know, play their safeties back. They're going to make him make throws. And to me, that's what's going to be the biggest difference in this game. If Anthony Richardson can make throws, Florida will win. But I'm going to go with Kentucky. I think this is one of those where uh, Florida, you know, overplayed last game, and I think they might come back down uh, to their average. I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to take Kentucky by a field goal. Last note on this game: Can we talk about how incredible that two-point conversion Anthony Richardson had, where he like pump fake, spun around, and um, threw it to the guy in the back of the end zone? More plays like that, I think, are in store this weekend in the swamp. So that's another reason I'm picking Florida. But go ahead, Graham. With ne- yeah, pick it back to you, man. Yeah, let's go on to the next game. We're going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tennessee Volunteers, Pitt Panthers. Pitt coming off a tough game against West Virginia. They squeak it out, and Tennessee, the offense showed up. Chase said in the last episode said they were playing fun. I want to get your input on this, Chase. Does this Tennessee offense, Tennessee's favored by seven points as of this moment. They're favored by a touchdown. Is Tennessee's offense too much for Pittsburgh this week? I'm going to just right off the gun say yes. I think that Tennessee wins this game. I I didn't – Hampton, I like what you said last episode about how you liked uh, Slovis – at times I really liked him, but I felt like he was kind of vanilla. Like he, there wasn't many like aha moments. I think that Tennessee, on the other hand, runs this really high powered, we're going to air it out, we're going to almost airmail it. I, I think that that attack is going to just be too much to where slowest, I don't think, can pull ahead late. I think that once they get behind, um, they'll play a really hard physical game, but I think that Tennessee is going to edge them out when it just comes to the offensive effort. Hampton, what do you think? I'm struggling with this one because I can make a case for either team winning this game. Tennessee, if they win, it's going to be because of their high-powered offense, like y'all have mentioned, with Tillman, Brew McCoy, uh, Hendon Hooker at the helm kind of running the show. They're very explosive. Defensively, we don't really know how good they are yet. They played um, – I can't remember who they played. It was, <laughs> it was a no-name. Who was it, Graham? Was it Ball State? I think they played Ball State last week. Ball State, yeah, it was Ball Ethan State. Was reaching I mean, in that skull trying to pull it out. <laughs> shoot, yeah, I was trying to pull it out of the ether. Um, so, I don't 
to me, that doesn't really tell me much about your team. Where Pitt, on the other hand, I see I've seen them go against a high-powered opponent, a well-coached opponent, and a really good defense. I think West Virginia's defense actually played pretty well, especially that D line. And I could maybe make the argument that that defense is better than the one that Tennessee will field on Saturday. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pitt. I'm gonna go with oh. them winning behind their rushing attack. And that defense, I think, is going to make enough plays and be disruptive. And, yeah, we'll go with Pitt. Graham, what about you, man? Yeah, I think this game's going to come down to tempo. I think you look at uh, Tennessee, they've got a stopwatch, and they're saying, how fast can we score? And then Pitt, on the other hand, is saying, we're going to get in the huddle every play. We're going to get lined up right, and we're going to drain that clock. Five seconds, snap, handoff, throw, whatever. I think that it comes down to tempo. If it's a shootout, give me Tennessee. But if it's a slugfest, I mean, if it is a one punch after another, I think that favors Pitt. But this game is a 2.30, well, it's a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on ABC. And my thoughts on Pittsburgh's fan base is they show up at at, at noon for uh, Steelers games and they show up at 7.15 for Sunday night football. I think on a Saturday is not where they're going to be interested and engaged the most. Give me Tennessee, but I'm going to say double digits. I think Tennessee's offense is going to put up some points. And we we saw what Keaton Slovis did make a few mistakes. I think Tennessee is going to learn from West Virginia and catch the interceptions when they come their way. Mm. Pat Narduzzi is going to fight you, Graham, for that comment about them not showing up uh, for games other than Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> That's right? Man. Yeah. Ooh, he's going to come after you after he God hears this. Help. Hey, he was. He was. I saw him shivering in his seat, <laughs> <laughs> shaking in his loafers. That's right. Hey, I'm. I'll say this. I'm just doubling down on Tennessee. I liked him at the beginning of the year, and I think this offense. It's going to be hard to keep up with them. Tennessee is, uh, you know, has Hannon Hooker returning. I think they're, I think they're just getting rolling. All right, let's go to. Go ahead, Andrew. Can I make one more. I this yeah, just came to me. One thing to watch in this game, Pittsburgh is a ball control offense. They're going to try to shorten the game a little bit. Tennessee, high tempo, no huddle. If they get a couple three and outs on them, Defense and then Pittsburgh has. Those long drives, I could spell trouble for the Tennessee defense. But now you can go ahead. Just that yeah. just came to me. Thought I need to get that out. Yeah, I think Tibbo's a, a big factor in this one. All right, let's go to South Carolina and Arkansas. We got Sam Pittman and or you know Sam Pittman, KJ Jefferson taking on Spencer Rattler <laughs> and the South Carolina Gamecocks. I mean, you know. Arkansas is coming off a big win at home against a, you know, honestly rebuilt Cincinnati. I think they played better than any of us expected them to. Chase, I'm going to go to you first on this one. We've got Arkansas. We've got South Carolina. It's a batter of cultures in this one. Who are you going with? Hey, you know, I mean, South Carolina does have the former projected number one pick in the NFL draft. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm excited for South Carolina, but I mean, simply put, I think that Arkansas is, uh, they're just put together. I think that they're going to, they're a couple of years ahead of where South Carolina wants to be. I think that they take care of this game. 
Um, it might fall into another category of, you know, when you cut on South Carolina, you're not cutting it on to see the most exciting game always. I think it's probably going to fall in that category. They'll, they'll win. There'll be a couple of highlights, but if you didn't watch it, I feel like you watched the highlights and don't feel like you missed much. What do you think, Hampton? I'm with you. I've got Arkansas on this one. They looked really impressive in week one against Cincinnati, very physical team. One thing to watch, Arkansas's secondary got exposed a little bit against Cincinnati. And if that quarterback would have been a little more accurate, I think that could have been a little um, more hairy of a situation for Arkansas. But, so that is one thing I'm watching. I think Arkansas has got too much talent. They're going to be physical in line of scrimmage. KJ Jefferson going to have another big day. Give me the hogs. Graham? Yeah, I'm just going to echo what you said. Arkansas is better in the trenches. Give me Arkansas, uh, you know, probably about seven, seven, ten points, something in there. Mm-hmm. All right, I think this is the last game we're picking right here, and it's just a, a pick em. And it is a top 25 matchup for Chase Haney's Baylor Bears going to Provo to play the Brigham Young Zach Wilson <laughs> Cougars. Ch- I'm going to go with Hampton. Hampton, who are you going to go uh, with on this one? Well, you put me in an impossible situation. I can't, I can't pick BYU here, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not going to pick BYU. I'm going to pick Baylor. Blake Shapin looked really good in week one. Like Chase said, of course, it's against Albany, but I like Baylor to get a big early season victory and move on to 2-0. and Chase, what you got? Yeah, and I think I think you're spot on. Um, I think just for, almost from a, trying to be unbiased on this one, I think that – I think BYU – I mean, their best quarterback, you know, Zach Wilson goes to the NFL, grimes the OC at that time, then comes to Baylor. I feel like Baylor has the best – of the offensive scheme that's almost left from that kind of, uh, I don't know, regime for lack of a better word. I think Grimes is going to probably be a head coach here in the next couple of years. And I think that he's going to show that based on this product of not only did I do it with Zach Wilson, I'm doing it with Shapin as well. And I think what's going to be the most impressive throughout the season, I'm going to say on Saturday is that just as in the Oklahoma state game, Shapin showed up. I mean, it really showed you how much Gary Bohannon almost held this offense back, this whole team back. I'm really excited to see Shapin. They're going to air it out. What I'm looking for, and I think will be the, the the key of the game, is what kind of defense is Aranda putting together? I think that he's one of those guys that less is more. It's about being simple and doing the, the little things right rather than having a, a wide – you know, crazy offensive scheme. It's like we need to make sure we can execute. So I want to see if all those pieces come together. And BYU is one of those teams too, though, where it's like, is this one of those games that you beat them? They're 25 ranked right now. They become unranked. Is it a quality win at the end of the year? It's more of even a question that I'll have. So we'll see. It's one of those teams that's like, you almost don't want to beat them too bad because then they're not a quality win. Graham, what do you think? Y'all are both very high on the Baylor Bears, but let me speak a little bit of truth out there. BYU's favored by three in this matchup. Oh, hammer that. They're playing at night. 9.30, But, yeah, yeah, they're playing late. Oh, that's my bedtime. I know. But I'm with both of you. I think Baylor is going to be – Baylor's going to be the team that they have been and they always will be. I think that I think that Dave Aranda. Yeah, <laughs> <and forever. laughs> hey, so Graham, 
Graham, you need to include some scripture on this podcast just in case a BYU fan might come along here. Yeah. That'd be the first time they'd hear anything like that. Well, I was I was actually sort of quoting um, the vice president of our country in uh, in that statement. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go with Baylor. I think that BYU plays an offense that is very similar to other Big Twelve opponents. And I think Dave Aranda has shown that he can he can solve those. He can fix those. I think that defense, you know, that that was just a tune up game against Albany. Uh, give me Baylor and the Bears beating the Cougars. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. Thank you all for joining us. If you haven't, like the video, comment with us, uh, you know, subscribe to our channel. And until next time, the Pigskin Cafe is closed. But until next time, <laughs> chew on that. <laughs>